0: ago today the biggest five foot two dude of all time the genius that was prince passed away this is Oilers now bob Stoffer joining you live from crypto.com arena the edmonton Oilers net miners have just hopped on the ice as we speak game three tonight best of seven opening round playoff series the edmonton Oilers and the los angeles kings the kings are skating over at the uh iota uh, sports performance center the orders getting the uh, main rink uh, here at crypto.com arena we got game three coming tonight on the orders radio network jack michaels and myself rob brown reed wilkins cam moon brendan escott all part of the orders radio network this is orders now and we have a, an extended version we're going to go three hours today special shout out to our long time engineer here in Los Angeles and in Anaheim, Michael Noto for pulling in some extra hours today to help uh, set up the show. Brendan's back at the 630 Chet Studios. He and Cam Noon handled things yesterday as Jack and uh, me hopped on the bird and flied down to SoCal. Weather's now is brought to you by World of Spas. After a long day, World of Spas offers stumps design with your relief in mind. Rest, recover, and relax with World of Spas. Alberta's number one swim spa dealer. Visit worldofspas.com On today's show, uh, discussion point. Uh, we'll have some audio a little bit later on. Uh, the orders obviously hitting the ice right now. Yesterday was a travel day. There was no availability, uh, so we'll have some audio for you probably at about two o'clock today, possibly uh, one one thirty. But uh, Brendan and myself will have some thoughts on uh, the orders. I think we're going to see a different LA Kings squad tonight. Not in terms of what they're going to dress, but how they're going to play. I'd be stunned if they would be as passive as they've been in the opening uh, two games in, in, in the opening period because the Oilers have dominated. And if not for Jonas Corpusalo putting up a 921 save percentage, I would suggest this would be a 2 nothing series lead for the Oilers. Like I, Edmonton had a chance in both games to put L.A. away. They didn't because Corpusello played great. Uh, Kings winning game one in overtime rallying from a uh, 2 nothing and 3-1 third period deficit to force overtime. Uh, getting a uh, 50-50 OT power play uh, granted their way that they converted on eh, on a play involving Vincent D'Harnay they win game 1-4-3 the Oilers up 2-0 again some great saves again from Corpus Allo. Oilers couldn't get that 3-goal separation and the Kings ended up tie the game before the end of the second before Clem Costin becoming a part of the Oilers lore in a hurry very popular player in the Edmonton market sniped one home early in the third the Oilers got an Evander Kane empty netter uh, to tie this series 1-1 so Brendan and myself will have some thoughts coming up uh We'll also discuss a couple of the other playoff series that are taking place. We will give you the game day lineup report for McGuire Financial in this half hour. We'll also get to our top story for Legacy Heating and Cooling and... NHL today for Drew Shamhorn, the staff over at Elite Promotional Market. At 12.35 for Abe's Door Service, one of the most plugged-in men in the business. Elliot Friedman from NHL Hockey on Rogers will take calls on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline at 780-496-0063. The River Cree is bringing the heat this summer with Alberta's newest and biggest outdoor music festival. On July 8th, it's all country with the likes of Billy Currington, Gary Allen, Mackenzie Porter, and more. Get your tickets now at the therivercreeresort.com. And you can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line as well. 780 496 0063. Get the new floors you've always wanted with Ashley Fine Floors, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, or head to AshleyFineFloors.com for more information. So we got Elliot at 1235. We got calls and texts at 105, courtesy of GCL Diesel. Uh, former Edmonton Oilers player, Sportsnet color analyst Louis DeBrusque, uh, who is working this series with Hunter Ryan Singh. Louis will join us at 1.35. Then at 2 o'clock today, uh, we'll hear from the Oilers head coach, Jay Woodcroft, and uh, uh, some others at 2.35. Sportsnet spec Mark Spector uh, will make an appearance. His appearance brought to you by GenStar. Find your peaceful oasis tucked away in Northeast Edmonton with crystallina Nira, a uh, GenStar community. So spec will join us at 235. Lots of opportunity for you to uh, text in and join us again on the Ashley Five Floors uh, text line. We're available on Twitter for the show. The show Twitter account is Adoilers now. My personal Twitter handle is and at this time we welcome into the studio uh, back at the studio in 6.30, Chad and Edmonton. Brendan Escott at Brendan with two E's. Escott with two T's. Brendan, I joined you at 12.20, you and Cam Moon yesterday. What was the sentiment uh, in terms of the fan base after the Oilers 4-2 victory? What sort of feedback did you get as you hosted the show yesterday?
1: Well, As you and I know, when things are going poorly the phone line is tough to get a hold of and when Edmonton's playing better, it seems to be a lot calmer sailing. So that was Cam and I's experience. I think that everybody understands that it wasn't going to be a sweep of a series and while there have been some moments of judgment lapse, certainly there's been a lot of dominant hockey played by uh, the, uh, the Oilers as well. So, like you say here, uh, we did mention the fact that Edmonton's kind of got a, a record-breaking road team this year, so very excited to see how uh, they are able to assert themselves down there on the road.
0: Well, and just to illustrate that point, since the Edmonton Oilers ended up playing, uh, uh, we had the game here on January the 9th against the LA Kings. There was three fights in the third period of that game. Uh, Since that time, the Edmonton Oilers had the best record in the National Hockey League, the highest points percentage in the league during the regular season. Their road record from that point on was 16-4-2. They led the league in goals for This is just solely road games. They went 16-4-2 after that loss against L.A. Um... Goals for 4.5. That's first in the league. Power play 36.7. That's first in the league. Penalty kill on the road in the final 22 games was 85.5%, which I think is the stat that surprised me the most because that's third in the league. And the orders had the second most shots per game uh, at 35.3, and that was second in the league. Uh, The orders beat the Kings April the 4th here at Crypto.com as part of that 16-4-2 record. And I was trying to think to myself, where were the losses? And the losses you will find interesting. The four road losses Edmonton had uh, that were in regulation were in Montreal on Super Bowl Sunday as the Oilers concluded a four-game road trip. And it was the uh, third game and four game And they were awful. I I think that was the worst game Edmonton played all year. Um, Then they lost in Columbus in a game in which they had 49 shots on Jonas Corposalo. Jack Campbell had a tough start. The Oilers lost in Winnipeg on the second of the back-to-back after winning five straight games. They'd blown the Jets out 6-2 the night before and lost to the Jets 7, I think it was 6-4 or 7-4. That was the game Drysaddle had the Hattie, and then they had that tough four-minute stretch against the Maple Leafs. That's it. Those are the four regulation lines, and they gave up too many goals, and none of those came in the final 15 games of the year when Edmonton really locked it down. So uh, we'll, uh, we'll see what happens tonight. Uh, I, again, I cannot, and Brendan, I'm going to get you to comment on this right now, I cannot foresee a scenario where the LA Kings come out and don't have a shot in the first 17 minutes of the game. Like, the they were so passive. In the first period of the first game, at least LA got in on the forecheck a bit in the first couple shifts and tried to create some turnovers. And then Edmonton struck quickly with the dry saddle goal off the turnover. That was in game one. In game two, the Oilers could have been up four-nothing in the first period. Like it was and they had a power play. And that is another storyline here. It's the LA Kings have had ten power plays in this series. Edmonton's only had four. If you're Edmonton, you would take the fact that you got an eighty percent penalty killing percentage. The problem is when LA scored their goals in the power play in the final seconds to tie game one, and then the game winner in OT. But it's kind of staggering, Brendan, when you factor in the power play advantage. And I'm not saying that the Oilers haven't deserved some of those penalties. They have. I, I'd be disappointed if this series ended up plus six by the end for the LA Kings. I think there's been some missed opportunities. We talked about the fact. I think it was I have Follow um, or Lazop, one of the two. I'm trying to think of who ended up punching uh, Herney right in the face, right in front of the ref with about a. them. Four minutes, three minutes left in the game. Like, it's a one goal game. If you're going to call De for a, a trip in OT on a B grade scoring opportunity, I think there's some obligation to, to call a punch in the face with the glove on that knocks the guy to the ice, but uh, they ultimately didn't. But I kid, there's no way the Kings come out as passive at home as they did on the road. I, I don't think they can play, and I actually think that benefits Edmonton, and it it might not come to fruition in the first two games, but I have a feeling it might actually work to the Oilers' advantage if the Kings play a little bit more up-tempo game out of the gate. What do you think? what happened to them being the team that was a volume shooting team and they
1: would just filter everything on net even if it was a bunch of outside shots so that when you looked at the shot clock they were always dominating even if it didn't feel like it because that's what I remember of the LA Kings and that was absolutely nothing like what they played so to me they were reacting or trying to you know prepare themselves essentially for what Edmonton was going to bring instead of just asserting their own game that's not a recipe for success for anybody so I suspect on home ice, you'll probably see a more aggressive look, although their bread and butter, Bob, is to back it off and play that 1-3-1.
0: Yeah, absolutely. All right, our top story for legacy heating and cooling, whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy, legacy heating and cooling. Game three goes tonight here at Crypto.com Arena. The Oilers are just breaking into three-on-two drills as we speak. No surprise. When we return on Oilers now, we'll get to our game day lineup report for McGuire Financial as well as NHL today for Elite Promotional Marketing. Bob Stauffer in Los Angeles, Brendan Escott back in the 630 Chad Studios in Edmonton, and you're listening to Oilers now. 12-20 12-20 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer in Los Angeles. The Oilers and the LA Kings live from Crypto.com Arena. You can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. The Big L text the show to see. I would suggest there's somewhat of a relationship between the Oilers having uh, six penalties more than the Kings and the fact that Edmonton has been the far more aggressive team uh, throwing far more hits. Well, they ended up basically even in the first game uh, here we go. Andrew Cito says, pumped up for the show and uh, the game, guys, but if B.E. can't get rid of that buzzing in the show, some sort of feedback. Work your magic, yeah, Scott. All right, well, we're working on the technical. <laughs>
1: it's not me, man. I'm trying.
0: All right, we're, we're going to try to get this figured out. Uh, we are in a different broadcast location than normal as a result of what ends up uh, happening in the playoffs. It's a it's a strange scenario, and I don't really think it's fair, uh, but... The, the American teams, get for round one, get their regional partners and a national partner for the broadcast. And so there's three television broadcasts and one radio. Uh, there's only four booths here, and so we get booted upstairs in a different spot. So we're way up in the press box, and we'll, we'll continue to work on it as we speak. Let's do this as uh, we are going to go into... The game day lineup report brought to you by McGuire Financial. Have the right teammates on your side for your financial future. For a free financial consultation, visit mcguirefinancial.ca. No expected changes for the Otters. They've run their three-on-two drills. Connor McDavid up front with Vander Kane and Zach Hyman. Leon Dreisettle with Ryan Nugent Hopkins and Kyler Yamamoto. Ryan McLeod with Warren Fogle and Derek Ryan, Nick Bukestad and Clem Costin. The Otters going 11-7. and 7. Obviously uh, Matthias Janmark, not a go for today. McDavid playing 23-26. He's got 56 points in 39 playoff games. Leon Draisaitl on the second line playing 20-55. He's got 64 points in 39 games. There are only four players in NHL history through 40 games that have got 60 playoff points. Peter Stashny was 60, Dreisettle was 64, Lemieux with 80, Gretzky with 87. So Leon Dreisettle has the third most points of any player through the first 40 games of his NHL playoff career. Yoder is likely to go with 7D. Nurse playing 26 16 through the first two games. Cody Ceci, Matthias Eckholm with Evan Bouchard, Brett Kulak and Vincent De- Deharnay. Uh, Philip Roberg played 439, one plus two the other night. Stuart Skinner is the expected starter. He's 1 and 1 this year at 2.78 goals against average. Uh, in the playoffs, in an 8.98 eight, save percentage. He'll oppose Jonas Corposallo, who is 9.21. They got Anderson with Doughty, Gavra and Roy, and Edler in Dursi. Jersey De- went minus three against the Oilers on Wednesday night game two of the series. Kopitar up front with Byfield and Kempe, Dano, Moore, and Arvidsson. It was Lazat with Ayafalo and Velarde. and Kupari with Grundstrom along with Arthur Kellyev, who played for Steve Stales and the uh, Hamilton Bulldogs. So that's a look. Uh, the Oilers, by the way, in the regular season were number one in the league in goals for, number one in the power play. The Kings were fourth in the league in the power play, fourth in shots against at 27.9 per game, but the Oilers are averaging 39 shots per game through the first two games of the series. They're getting a lot of shots on goal right now. There you go. That's our game day lineup report for McGuire Financial. Series tied 1-1. Into NHL today for elite promotional marketing. Your local branded merchandise specialist. Head to ElitePromoMarketing.com and here's Brendan Escott.
1: All right, let's get that buzz down. 8 p.m. puck drop tonight in Game 3 between Edmonton and Los Angeles. Live from Crypto.com Arena, we got the face-off show at 6. Elsewhere, Carolina can go up 3-0 on the Islanders with a win. Boston and Florida looking for some separation, nodded at a game apiece as are Dallas and Minnesota. That series uh, swings to the Twin Cities tonight. And we'll mention as well, Boston's Linus Allmark, a game-time decision tonight in goal Captain Patrice Bergeron didn't even make the trip down to Florida, likely to make a a return in Game 5. Bakersfield has to win in Abbotsford tonight to keep its season alive. They fell uh, down 1-0 in their best of three opening round series. And Canada rebounding from an 8-0 opening game loss at the U18 World Hockey Championship. They beat Germany with that same 8-0 scoreline this morning, get a day off Saturday and then meet Sunday uh, with Slovakia in Group AX.
0: All right, 11:25 in Edmonton. Uh, I do want to mention a couple things that happened in the other series. People overreact, Brendan. I got texts from people over at Maple Leafs says, "Oh no, here we go again." Like, at what point did series become best of ones and not best of sevens? Because last night the Maple Leafs uh, they pounded the Tampa Bay Lightning, as this audio coming up from uh, Chris Cuthbert will attest to. Played by Marner to knock down a clear. He's got it behind the net. He's there by Bogosian. Cycles it back towards Kavar. He'll block it and in front. Back stop. Stop. Held. Loose. Scores. At the end of the 5-on-3, so it's a 5-on-4 power play goal. And it's 7-2. Maple Leafs pounding Tampa Bay last night and we talked about this on our uh, preview show on Monday about the Tampa Bay Lightning. Every time they get down by two or three goals, all hell breaks loose at the NHL Games and that's exactly what happened again. It's part of their modus operandi. They run around. They are an old school team out of the 1980s. Like that is how teams played when they're down by three or four goals back in the mid 80s through the mid 1990s. Is you like to stir the proverbial pot, and that's what Tampa did. That series is tied 1-1. I still think the Maple Leafs ultimately are going to win that series. Um, and I mean, I had people reaching out after the first period last night telling me that Seattle was going to beat the Colorado Avalanche. Did you see the second and third period in that game? Colorado got to a warp speed off the rush. That, frankly, has me nervous. I mean, the owner's got enough to handle here as they take on the LA Kings. That's a given. But Colorado's real good, and they're real fast, and there is no question about that. So we'll have to keep an eye on that as well. It is 12.27 in Edmonton. We'll head off to a global news weather traffic update with Randy Kilburn. And when we come back for Abe's door service, Elliot Friedman. We're live at Crypto.com Arena in Los Angeles.